0: We're putting the band back together. What would you say you do here? We're on a mission from God. Who is the minivan centurion? He's not simply a husband, father, and a good neighbor, although he is all of those things. He's also the coarse twine that holds the fabric of our community together fighting to keep us united in the face of those who would split us apart. Most importantly, the Minivan Centurion is the special trustee of the legacy of liberty, which has been passed through generations of tired and bloody hands from the original men who first founded and then fought to build this nation. The Minivan Centurion is you. He's me. He's every man who lives third, holds the middle and seeks to stay in the fight. Gold. It podcast, is podcast gold.
1: Podcast gold. Darkness and I just started talking, Yeah, uh, and we realized, <laughs> well, actually, it's not podcast gold, but... Uh, it might be. It, it, it might be. It might it it It's do- podcast bronze. It dovetails it into what bronze. I guess we're going to talk about today, but... Um, well, it depends. It depends what we're going to talk about, but uh, I have a, as you know, have a... Um, I'm dubious. Yes. Not jaundiced. No, that's different. That's different. I'm dubious about the cult of expertise that we uh, have subjected ourselves to yes. in the United States of America, circa "Are You the Lord?" 2022. Yes. And uh, we were talking about uh, about uh, dietary stuff. Well,
0: here. So what happened was, Dred came in. I said, "Man, you look you look good. You're looking trim." And he says, "Well." You know, I'm feeling S- good, but scale I, says no. I'm not saying that I'm trim scale says no. And I said, I guess that's why we don't do looksies and feelsies. And I said, on the other hand, though, as my stone, I will report to you that I am down about six pounds, right. uh, which is a, I've been hanging on to for a while and have had trouble getting rid of. Right. Partially because I've been emotionally eating. Sorry, um, but me too. Yeah, it happens. And uh, and he said, uh, well, "What have you been doing? You're doing the intermittent fasting." I said, "I'm going to be honest with you." So it started out. I did. I was doing right. that and trying to be consistent. It's with on that. my
1: prayer list. Five of seven and days.
0: I know. And you know what? I I just I was getting pissed off because I was really good at being consistent with it before. But as it turns out, hold on to your shorts, kids. All I'm doing now, like I'm just trying to be a little more mindful of my portions. Mindful. I'm, you know, I, and st- I'm asking myself before I eat, how hungry am I? Am I really hungry, or am I eating because this is the time I'm supposed to eat? So I'm just trying to be more, more conscious of it, more present of it, right? And Dred says, "Well, do you think you're consuming less calories? Uh, I would guess because I'm losing weight. Yeah. And uh, and so what we came <laughs> kind of came around to was is the intermittent fasting is fine. You know why it works? You lost because you're eating. <laughs> <That's right>.
1: I, <laughs> I'm doing macros. I'm eating all this chicken. I was like, well, okay. Yeah. Well, you're eating a pounded of... so. I mean, I think people get confused about this. It's like it's calories, but calories don't all weigh the same. A pound of chicken right. doesn't weigh the same as a pound of of chocolate. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't go into your
0: body right. in the same
1: way. A pound of potato chips is a lot like A lot calories, different. Man. Yeah, you know. But uh, you know, it all it really does break down. I think there's a spur out there darkly that says portion control and accountability are the keys to weight control. I think. Uh, it's uh, I'm not. too... Uh... Yeah, no, there is. So, there is. You know, <laughs> that that machine that measures how much of gr- how much gravity you're using <laughs> d- is great. Is, As though I could return it <laughs> is great for accountability. Oh, I don't, I'm right. sorry. I I'm over here using too much gravity. Can I give some of this back? I mean, the looksies and the feelsies. I get it. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I totally get it because the looksies and the feelsies don't hold you accountable any no. more than you know. Well, you know, and, and some of us... Somebody who, says, oh, you didn't meet the standard, but you're really trying hard, so I'm going to give you a go at this Here's station. your
0: participation trophy. I
1: had a young millennial lawyer in my office the other day. We do work with him. He's not in my firm.
0: Okay, I was going to ask if he was an associate. Uh,
1: no, he's, he's not, not. He does not in our firm, but we... Uh, we work with him lot. ...associate with him. Okay, so we just did. Uh, it had a good, great outcome. I, I like this guy a lot. He's been to one F3 workout, and he's got it. the name 43. Oh! And doesn't realize how great a name that That's is. That's a
0: really good name.
1: Yeah, it's a really good name. So uh, I he was talking about. Did you name him that? I, I wasn't there. Oh. And he was Didn't. talking about something, and I said, uh, "Well, listen, uh, forty-three, you need to tighten up your shot group." And he says, "My shock group." I said, no, your no, no. Shot, shot, your shot group. Tighten yeah. that up." You and, mean like the grouping,
0: uh, as if I was shooting a target?
1: Right. So if you're, yeah. let's say, you know, uh, a rifle is um, not. It's not going to perform for every human being the same way because you have right. different lengths of arms. I said, whatever. It has to be zeroed because it's got, in its sights, it has these little gauges and you twist, you turn them. Uh-huh. So you zero it uh, laterally and you zero it, uh, that's windage, and you zero it for, yeah, for a for height. Yeah. So anyway, the way you zero it is you, you, if you remember about 25 meters, You you you, you, you squeeze off a three-round shot group. Okay, and then the distance between that the epicenter, epicenter, the center of that shot group and the bullseye tells you how far the weapon is off for you. So
0: because your same weapon, right? Your shot group, my shot group, right, would right? Be different.
1: That's why you can't every you can't just grab another guy's rifle. Unexp- yeah, I mean, in a pinch you could, but it's zeroed for you. Yeah. So uh, you have to zero it to, for it to function properly. So. Uh, and, and of course, the greater the distance the shot, the more that that, that offset is going sure. to affect it, right? Because of gravity right. and wind. And but whatever. it only works if you have a shot group that's say within a half dollar. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like if you make yeah. the if you make the now illegal okay sign, <laughs> this, this three shots have to be in there, right? Right. So and if you don't, and if you're trying to zero your weapon and you don't have uh, breath control and you're not don't have an even squeeze of the trigger uh the the guy running the range you know a drill sergeant or whatever come down and say hey you need to tighten up your shock group because mm-hmm. you can't can't zero off a loose shock group because it won't catch you anywhere yeah you, you have you're no just idea all over the place yeah you, you're yeah. All over the place yeah so i'd explain all this to him and he was just taking it in like it was you know manna from heaven <laughs>
0: No, not management. as He was most taking it in for like he was like really, really, huh. Right. Huh. and he goes,
1: well, "What's the analogy here?" It's the analogy is to your life. I mean, if you don't, if I said, you know, consistency is more important than hitting the target actually, because you can adjust off. If you're missing the target, you can right. adjust off of that. Yeah.
0: If you're always slicing, you know, or always shooting off into the, right. the up into the right, right, no matter what you do. That's funny. Okay, I, cool. For
1: a non-golfer, you've hit something right on the head. I was, I was playing with a very good golfer once, and I was. All over the place. Left once, and I was like, "What do you think I'm doing wrong?" He goes, "It's impossible to say because you do something different wrong every swing. <laughs> it's
0: inconsistent." That's right. There's right? a list. He <laughs> goes, "I can fix
1: it if you're consistently yeah. bad in one way." Yeah. So <clears> that's <throat> so like, "Before you can make the minor adjustments you need to hit the target, you have to you have to have a tight shot. You've got to have some kind of rhythm." Yeah. yeah. You know, this should have been a cue point. So dang. Yeah. So Volume anyway, two. coming soon. I'm telling, soon him, I'm telling him all this stuff, and he's like, "Wow, that's fun. and and." Gimo, who's in the, in the army himself as a reservist yes. comes in. He's like, dude, everybody knows that. <laughs> he's such a, <laughs> well, this is his blade actually. Oh, is that and right? I was talking to him. And he's like, <laughs> he's, he's just like, mad. Right. You, and he's like, he's like, Gimo, is that what you're talking about? The whole concentric thing the whole target? Cause that's Target. He goes, uh-huh. nope. He goes, can you explain that to me again? And, and I've got a stack of, of, uh, Q sources, you know, on my bookshelf uh-huh. and he goes and he, just grabs one and he hands it to me. and he goes, give him 20 bucks, give me 20 bucks. I was like, you don't have to pay me for it. They're here to hand out. Right. Uh, and I marked the page for him where the concentrica was uh-huh. uh, <laughs> and he walks out of there. And, uh, but that, it was uh, funny that he had no idea. Yeah. What a, and he said, here's another funny thing. He's he actually owned two AR 15s, yeah. which is a, a single shot version of an M 16. Yeah. And I said, uh, well, have you ever shot have him? you ever shot him? He's like, no <laughs> oh okay they said are. uh I think you should get some some instruction yeah because uh without a shot without a tight shot group yeah if you're inconsistent you, you're not you can't you can't make minor adjustments to be to 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 get to right yeah so uh going back now to what we're saying the consistency of saying you know using the uh the machine that determines how much gravity, how much gravity <laughs> You're it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what'd be funny about this? What? You know how a toll road? Uh, I like. I love the idea of a toll road. Okay. Uh, and I think it should even be extrapolated. I think it should say, if you want to drive a hundred miles an hour on this toll road, uh, pay more. Pay more. I'm in. You know, have a road. See, that, now it's finally something I can right. get behind. You know, yeah. you got a free road. <laughs> Like 77, right? Right. And then a parallel to 77, we now uh, in Charlotte have a toll road for yeah. a stretch going northward. Right. I don't think, not southerly, but northward. No, road. not. Right.
0: Well, they're, they're, well, no, I guess that's on uh, 485. They're yeah. building some crap build, out okay. there,
1: but yeah. I think it's a good idea. So, you know, if you want to drive on this toll road, it costs you a couple extra bucks, whatever, you can go faster. I would add even to that, if you want to, then yeah, we're going all, uh, this is a. Uh, here, here comes a Pullman. Comes Hold a on Pullman. to your shorts. Even if you want to drive <laughs> faster. Yeah. You know, uh, I'd even say it could be connected to your insurance premium. Somehow, oh, I mean,
0: yeah, like you, there's like that's a right. uh, you have to meet a certain criteria yeah. in order I choose to, to be live, able
1: to. Hold. I choose to live more recklessly, but I'm fully insured. Yeah, you know, so I guess mean, guess what? Right, yeah. right. I, you're, that's reckless driving. Yes, and and I'm paying five thousand dollars a month in, in correction. Right. I'm like Elon Musk. Like he gets a he didn't get a ticket for drive like not even having his hands on the wheel and going a million miles an hour. Right. He just pays you know, astronomical, yeah. uh, whatever. you know, whatever. <laughs> it's one way to deal but, with it. But why not? Okay. It's one way to deal with it. <clears throat> anyway, so if you're consistent and you use the gravity measuring machine uh, on a daily basis and you conduct... Gravity uh, usage. Gravity usage. Machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gravity usage. Gravity usage. <laughs> and you use, uh, you count your calories yeah. consistently. Well, you can adjust off of that. Yeah. A, right? You got a tight chakra group. That's, you got a tight, you know, yeah. tight chakras. You know, yeah. I mean... So uh, I like that. On, on that piece of impromptu... Uh, geniusry. De- geniusry. Let's roll that beautiful bean footage. It's beautiful. And we and are back. back. <laughs> Gosh, I've just pent up podcast. I'm telling you. I did do a podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago with, with Gary Fry. It was excellent. Thank you. It was excellent. I saw you comment on it. And Indeed. I, you, I, will, I hate to tell you, I will sometimes com- comment positively on a podcast I did not listen to because I like the guy. Sometimes I'll say you this would, is great, yeah, well I'll always say w i listen won't you listen sure, won't you listen, yeah if it's you know because you want a guy to listen i want, I want anybody to listen yeah, I, absolutely like you know I'll, I'll do that for anybody uh but I won't always listen actually listen, and I was attributing to you perhaps the same you th- incorrectly did that because I one hundred percent did listen to it oh
0: okay yeah. and and i uh I tend to uh if I haven't listened to it, that's yeah. one of the
1: yeah. f three name again do you remember rock chalk rock chalk yeah the Chalkster. The Chalkster. He's an exuberant uh, and just sunshine bazooka I dude. Saying, I think he's actually more like a sunshine A bomb or something yeah, like that. Yes, sunshine this. mother of all bombs. Yes, he's exactly. 500 pounds. <laughs> How much kiloton discharge of. If Robert is a sunshine bazooka. <laughs> yeah, then what do we get? Chalk is a sunshine nuclear missile. He's, yeah, a, he's a, He is. He is a, and a he's tomahawk a, a, yes, of yes. sunshine.
0: He, and he's built like a brick house. He's a tiny little yeah. uh, power pack, compact dude. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like he has, it, you would, if, I guess maybe his exuberance turned into muscle, and that's why he yeah. looks like that. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. muscularly exuberant. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, good guy. Very good guy. Uh, but no, I listen that's to the, the podcast, only, that's the and only that's, one uh,
0: I will not, I will not uh, often comment if I have not listened. Uh, that's just well. Because, I, I mean,
1: I won't go. I, I like it at. Admin- no, no, I know yeah. what you mean. No, I know what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, but obviously. I won't.
0: Like I, you know, you won't even do W W Y list. You know, eh, usually not. Usually not. Okay. Just because here's why. And maybe this doesn't happen to you, but it does ah. happen to me. Guys will go. Oh, you' you enjoy that? Like, oh, and I have to admit, and I'm like, uh,
1: no. You I should
0: just say, I'm sure I would. <laughs> See, I don't. I mean, I just. I I need to build up my my uh, my repository of quips. That's what I need to do. (laughs) Need to get quippery. I gotta gotta get a a quiver of quips. You gotta be a more quipperimer. Quipperated. Quipperated. Hey, speaking of quips, yes. No, that was Uh, a terrible segue because I'm not going to say anything uh, about quips. But you know, one of the things you did mention earlier that I think does segue nicely into what we are going to talk about today, which is chapter uh, nine. Chapter 9, I
1: thought it was chapter 13. Chapter 13? Do you mean, I, I don't know. Jim. Un- okay, that's 13. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't remember. That's fine. Not.
0: Yeah. But <clears throat> this idea that, you know, the intermittent fasting or the keto or the this or the that, we continue to look and say, someone out there, you know, in the ether is surely better equipped to tell me what to do with my own life than me. Yes. And so I will just hand it off. And then when it doesn't go well, I don't have any problem going, well, that guy sucks
1: right?
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. When really the problem is I suck.
1: Yeah. I agency, uh, gosh, I went around the, uh, horn with some dude the other day about this. You know, we all say we want to have authority, right? Dominion over our own lives. Mm -hmm. We, we say that. Um, but if you won't accept responsibility for the consequences of agency, then you don't, it doesn't mean anything. Right. That's And that's why most people, I actually think most people do not really want authority over their own lives. They don't want dominion. They would rather pass it to a distant expert, the more distant the better, and accept whatever the guy says. I I think that's why through COVID it was like, well, I'll follow the science. I mean, you know, I I, I, I will listen, of course. Sure. But I'm not turning over the, the, you know— no, no, I'm not turning no. over dominion. Well,
0: I was saying the real problem is it's just like anything else, right? You know, they say, "Well, the the speed limit on this road is 25." You know, and I go, yeah. uh, "Look, it, it's farm." You know, like there's nothing out here. Sure. You know, <clears throat> and there's no one out here, and it's three in the morning, and right. it's you know, do you drive? I, look, I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe that's your thing. But uh, the idea that you can tell me exactly what to do and when when you have no proximity to my life or what, you know, anything about it, and follow the science. I'm not a scientist. It doesn't actually, I mean, I tried, I tried. Damn, I tried to read a lot of those things back when they were, you know, producing all that crap. And all I ever found was like, oh, this guy contradicts this guy who contradicts, this guy who contradicts that guy. So I don't know which science I'm supposed to be following, but I can tell you this, I'm super, super confused, and I think I just have to make a decision based on what I think is best for me and my family.
1: I, I think that's probably pretty much what you always do. That's kind of the, this you know I, I wrote it in the mr covid i did not write it about covid because people just couldn't have a reasonable watch no. discussion then but i wrote it and used the example of, of a hurricane coming through right rather than covid right and i used <laughs> jim uh, Cantori as or, a stand- i mean some jim or a, other <laughs> as I, mean, I was just about it no. now as a stand in for uh, fauci yeah you know uh and said you know what is this distant because it turns out Jim Cantor is like from Maine or something, you know. Uh, what does this yeah. meteorologist in from Maine know about whether or not my my level of risk assessment here in in North Carolina? You know, it's like he he can read the barometer. He can sure. t- he can look at the Doppler and tell me. You know, there's a there's a there's a stage two hurricane yeah. heading for the coast. He may even be see be able to see live video footage, sure. or something, and and tell me what he thinks, and I'll yeah. be like, okay, I'll take your advice. But you know, I really was watching uh, the Weather Channel one day, and he just started railing on people who were declining to leave their homes. And I'm like, that ain't your role, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, your your role is to read the Doppler and report the you, facts, and, and report the facts, and give us the best prediction you can. If you want, throw in something like, I think it'd be advisable for you to depart the location. Fine, thanks. I yeah. pr- appreciate or, it. Or even a hey, look, if it was me. Right. Okay. Right. Cool. But, but when you start emotionally blackmailing people and yeah. bullying them because they won't follow your recommendations, you crossed over the line. And I, the, but the weird part about this, I think a lot of people want to be emotionally bullied. They, they, they would, they want to be told what to do. They and would
0: I, never characterize they, it that way, I don't think. But I think <laughs> it, one of our jobs on Earth is to overcome our natural tendencies, in my belief, right, is that we are born with certain natural tendencies as being part of a fallen world, and we, uh, part of our job is to overcome those. And I think our natural tendency is, this is why temptation works, right, because our natural tendency is to say, I don't know, sure, it would be a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, right. You know, this, this is where, this is exhausting. Right, right. Making decisions and thinking through risk and deciding what I need to do. Like, can't someone just do this for me? Sure. You know, I don't change my own
1: oil. Why? Why would I decide what I do? In but this? you're responsible if the car breaks down. You know, that's the. Uh, and I, you know, I, I. Well, sometimes when I read the Bible. I know it's like, kind of picture yourself in different times, and this doesn't really work that way. But, I, you know, how the Pharisees, the sect of the Pharisees, yeah, uh, held themselves out as the interpreters of the Old Testament, right? Of the, right. Of the law and the prophets, right? right? Mm-hmm. And they had a whole kind of a sub liminal, not subliminal, subterranean, subtextual set of rules that went along with the rules. Right. So, yes. You know, yeah, they, so they
0: extrapolated them out. Right. You, to, know, to, 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 now to, to, you can only walk so far on Sunday. That's
1: every, right. You now <laughs> I was going to use that example, the Sabbath, yeah. you know, the, the Sabbath's pretty simple, set aside the seventh day on the seventh day you'll rest, huh. you know, it's set aside for you. Right? right. And, uh, the Pharisees had incredible amount of rules about that Sabbath as if it was, it was, it's Sabbath existed for its own self. Right. Right. To yeah, the point somehow, where right. the Sabbath the, the day itself was to be worshipped and revered rather
0: than the creator of it.
1: And you exactly. And you read those read the, the synoptic gospels first four books of the New Testament, like half the run ins he had with the Pharisees <laughs> w Jesus he was healing. He was I like, saw him healing. You know, and I was just reading... I'm reading Mark right now and uh, where he goes into the goes into the synagogue on a Saturday and there's a guy with a like a you know, a, a bad hand, yeah, you know, a, yeah, withered, a, a withered, withered yeah. hand. And, uh, the Pharisees are all sitting there waiting to see if he'll heal on Saturday yeah. and he kind of looks around at him and I, I missed this the first 79 times I read the book of Mark and he says, uh, and Jesus was angry at them. Oh, he was angry at him. He's like, you know, you would leave this guy right. in an extra day of, of torment right. With an, a withered hand. Yeah, it's kind of like, he's bleeding. Right. Well, For some stuff y'all <clears throat> made, y'all made yeah, up. Yeah, you made that up. You made that up. We, I didn't make but, that up. So the point I was going to get at is, I get why they, why the Pharisees did what they did, actually, because that's the control impulse, the impulse that is, is in the dark part of many people. I mean, it was all, to all some us, extent, yes. to want to direct the actions of others and determine events, right? That's kind it of... It'd be a whole lot easier if we could. If we, I don't know if it would be. Well, we think it would. We think it would be, but we have that... Well, should. it would be easier. We have would that, not be Let's put it. We have that desire. Yes. To, to determine events and, and direct the actions of others. That's, yes. That's what I call the control impulse. Right. Right. And then you know that, that everyone exists on a on a continuum somewhere, subject to that impulse. Yes. And and I, I get why people succumb to that. Why it's in our hearts. What I don't understand, and I, and also understand the kind of guy who I am and the kind of guy who you are. Which, you know, we're zebra jockeys, man. It's, you know, you're, I'm not going to subject myself to the, to the direction of others and the determination of events of my life, at least without a fight. You know, I demand yeah. agency. That's what, that's what the whole chapter's about. I'm, yeah. I, you're going to have to explain that one to me, man. And I'll tell you what. Uh, I have certain unalienable rights that are granted to me by the Creator, and I'm not, I'm not willingly and, and freely giving those up for any reason. Yeah. You know, I, I am— In fact, you're going to have a hell of a right. time taking them from that's, me, too. That's right. The, my pursuit of happiness it belongs to me and me alone, given to me by the gift of God, and that's not going to be for you to determine. You're not going to tell me what makes me happy, and you're not going to decide what you're going to give me to de- get, get there. Just not doing that. Sorry. Yeah. Right? Sorry. Now, so I understand the guys on the left end— uh, not mostly left, the other end. The other end of the spectrum, wherever they are, who want to tell people what to do, determine events and direct the actions of others. I get it. That's yeah. that's the that's. I, I
0: would say you say the other end of the spectrum. I would say the other ends of the curve, maybe. Yeah, is, is fine. Even, you know, right. the orist that, type. The, yeah,
1: right. Yeah. They tend to be orist, but not the exact same thing. So, and I get the guys on our end who are like, nah, it's the passives in the middle, mm. who are like, well, the okay, fat well, they're not all fat teds. Okay. You know, I mean, a lot of them I think are just passive <clears throat> and you know, they're just they're like, okay, well, as long as what you're telling, you know, as long as I don't have any really responsibility for what happens, it's like the, it, it, it's the people that, that listen to Jim Cantore and, and leave their, you know, and leave. Yeah. Right. And it, that, that don't. With
0: making no, no assessment on their own. Don't, no assessment yeah, on going, their own. He said leave. Oh. Well,
1: and in the same thing, refuse to leave and then are screaming about not getting rescued. Right. You know, if, right. if, if I don't right. leave my house at, at the beach and, Right. Don't I raise my hand. Don't send a boat for me. I'm good. I, I, may, knew not be, what I, I may not be. I may not be good.
0: No, I, I mean in terms of my decision. Right. I, but in I accept. I,
1: I accept that I made that decision. Yeah. Right? I knew what I was getting into. That's right. And I'm fine. That's right. And uh, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I will not be subject to the control. Right no
0: and, and that's the challenge that we face in a lot of the things in our in our world in our America right now. Um, is, you know, there is, and I, I wrote a little about this, um, uh, and I'm kind of turning it into a blog post, but that's really kind of the great irony and or pain in the butt of, uh, of goo in the first place. Right. Look, I'm going to relent. You're not going to like this, but I'm going to say for the sake of this little, you know, in exchange here, go with me. No parentheticals necessary. I want universal happiness. Me too. That's that's what I want. Me too. I, that's what I want. I would want.
1: love to have universal happiness. Yeah, and the I would love. I would being, love to have a gumdrop machine, <laughs> you know, in everyone's house. I would like to have right. a little cloud over right. my head that right. rains
0: hundred dollar bills. Right. However, yeah, no, I, the, and that's the problem, right? Is that we all can admit, and that the desire for universal yeah, happiness sure. is strong and good. It is a good desire it's in, and in and of it's itself. In,
1: it's implanted. in
0: Yes. Us. Because otherwise we wouldn't fight for it. Right. The difference being, will I force you to that end or will I
1: try and influence you to choose it on your own? It's the difference between viewing the way the world is and saying it is what it is. It is not what it could be. Right. That's what a zebra jockey would say. Whereas a controller would say this is not what it should be what should be i'm going to make it the way it should be and i'm going to use mandamus to do that yeah so the zebra jockey will influence he tries to influence others to what could be and the controller uses mandamus to force them to what he believes should be
0: and that's the other real problem with it right is that if i'm forcing you it means that i must have an absolute singular way of viewing Happy person must get there
1: like well, well, and, and what, what it is. is what it is yeah, and what yeah, right. exactly right and what
0: it is <laughs> I can't define for a guy in Uganda One of our recent F3 plants, right? I don't know what happiness looks like in their. Pro- I mean, I know what you I don't know
1: what looks. happiness looks like in me well, I was just gonna say I mean, it's individual in, in the in the in the Cotswold Did You ever hear field? like a politician say I don't understand what these voters they're voting against their own interests No, you are <laughs> you don't understand that they don't want what you want for them. Right, right <laughs> You know, they don't want that.
0: <laughs> We're not voting against our own interests. We're right. voting against you right. deciding what our own interests right. are.
1: And, you know, the and politicians <laughs> will constantly say, well, I don't think we are. We didn't message correctly. People are smarter than you think. They
0: don't. I. They yeah. don't want what you're selling. No. And and that's why it has become, you know, this great circus. And we laugh about it. But the whole, you know, like. And I think that's why there's vast uh, scores and and hundreds of people who vote when a guy says, I think we should have a four-day work week, right? We're going to mandate it, and some guy says, "Well, I think we should have a three-day work week." And they're like, "We'll, we'll go with the three-day guy," you know. And then when he gets in there, he's like, <laughs> "We're going five days. Right. We're, you know, right. we're not doing that. Five days. Come right. on, it's five days." You know? Where and whereas a lot of guys would
1: work six days. I mean, sure, it's but the, but the, but
0: it's that desire to outsource it, the desire to believe that a man would act virtuously.
1: That's the should be. That's the should be. And the should be um, a, a controller cannot get his brain around the idea that people have different degrees of hap- things that make them happy. Right. You know, to the point where, you know, it's this kind of an F3 thing as well. But I mean, to me, happiness is a tr- mere transitory state brought upon and governed by uncontrollable circumstance. I mean, it happens to be a very nice day today yes. in Charlotte. And I walked out of my car and walked 10 feet into the Peasy. It was nice and warm nice. and I yeah. feel good and I'm happy. I now, love. if a storm comes through and I walk out and I get rained on, I won't be happy <laughs> for that ten <laughs> yeah, feet. Yeah, for that ten feet. Yeah, but I'll be joyful. See, joyful is that permanent state, right? right? And I, I, that's another thing that controllers don't really understand. It's like they don't get joy, right? They don't. They don't see
0: the joy. Well, they have. What's happened is, and this is something we talk about a lot too, is language being so important. Right. They have com- conflated the two. Right. And they anything that. They may as well just lump it into, I really desire your positive emotionness. Yeah. You know, semi-positive emotionness. You know, happiness, joy. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I don't care what it is. That's, fleeting, not fleeting. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, Anything do you, that I can get you to get your little dopamine hit and have a little smile for a minute, it's fine.
1: You start. Uh, it was, gosh, I went through this the other day. And we were laughing so hard. One of the guys is a lawyer and one of the toughest men I've ever known, and he <laughs> told us <laughs> that he had been selected. By his, he's a he's in house now in a pretty large corporation, and Mm -hmm. uh, they had him give a class to the rest of the like a like a a a Zoom class to hundreds and hundreds of employees. on the topic of empathy. So he says that, and the other three of us burst out laughing. Died? Like no, just like combustion, like a (laughs) fire. Yeah, like he's like, what's so funny? I said, it's funny because your company chose you to give a class on empathy. And you're singularly the least empathetic man any of us have ever known.
0: I was gonna ask, is this the guy that also uh yells at himself to go faster? He 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 yells at himself to go faster
1: <laughs> during a workout. He <laughs> almost throws up every workout. <laughs> uh we did a short card the other day. Has and, no interest in whether it's a short card will. the other day and I I had because of my trial been gone and I just like I yeah. felt like I'd I missed three short cards, and I was, like, missing 100. I was, like, last by a mile, you know, and and yeah. I know better than a whine. I wasn't going to whine anyway, but, you know, a lot of guys were complaining, and, and he was leading it, and he's just – I mean, what he essentially had us do is carry our rucksack, 40 pounds on your back, right, right. 30 pounds on your back, carrying a cinder block in one hand and a yep. kettlebell in the other, yep. and we, we just – Both both of 35 pounds plus, yeah, whichever, yeah. Yeah, so – and then we did, like, a mile-and-a-half movement, <laughs> yeah. just in this circle, you know, yeah. and, and everybody is yeah. just like, why are we even – I mean, it's really good for you. It's horrible. Yeah. You know, I still have cuts on my legs from the center block bash. We get to the end and, and, and you know, we're talking about it and he's like, well, I don't think it's a short sure card unless there's a certain degree of despair in the heart of the man. <laughs> I was like, all right, Mr. Empath- that, that's that <laughs> empathy. Same guy. <laughs> well, we get into it and it like uh, his definition of empathy was not consistent with what empathy is. Now empathy, yeah. he was talking about compassion, ah, which is very like, different. Like, you know, because <clears throat> Jesus had compassion, yeah, right. He had compassion for the suffering of the people. Sure, right? his compassion for sinners, but he's not empathetic because he didn't sin. So empathy is sharing the feeling of another, right? Right. It's right. A kind total of putting yourself
0: right? in the place of and taking on a little of that burden on. Your That's own. right. Yeah.
1: So you can look at a person in pain, suffering, and and have and have sympathy for them for their state, uh-huh. even though you have never experienced it, and because of your hardwiring, never will. Right. Never will. But you have to share the feeling to actually have empathy, empathy, yeah. empathy right? Yeah. You know, and so I, I was reading right in the midst of the whole thing. I was reading this article about law schools are tr- abandoning their traditional Socratic method and the teaching of the law, you know, exclusively to teach soft leadership skills of empathy, self-awareness and vulnerability. Good.
0: Another profession
1: ruined. That, Continue. <laughs> but it, it made me laugh because... Uh, Self awareness, uh, number one, those are characteristics you can't teach them. You have to get kind of, to, it, it. It's get, an experience. Thing. You get them through experience and, you know, whatever. I say, some, to some degree, right. you got it or you don't got but, it. But, you know, I've been litigating for 25 years. People call me on the phone and say, I'm looking for a lawyer. And I say, what kind of lawyer are you looking for? I'm looking for a bulldog, yeah. usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, uh, oh, this yeah. is a really tough guy. mean son of a gun. I had a yeah. guy call me up the other day and he's like, well, I got a client I might send to you, but I'm not sure he needs, I don't think he needs, you know, you. I'm like, why? He's like, it's just not that bad a case. I'm like, okay, (laughs) right. So I I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, we need kind of a jackass on this one. I'm like, okay, great. That's my reputation, huh? Yeah. yeah. So isn't that what you want out of a litigator? Would you hire a guy that's like, let's try to understand the other guy's position? No. You want to hire a guy who wins. I I try to understand the adverse party's position so I can erode it, destroy it to my client's benefit. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Exa- now, well, th- that ain't empathy. Well, uh, kind of. That's reconnaissance. So <coughs> uh, fair, right? So, I, I you know, it's funny to me that I people say this only a law school professor would say it. I, who's never tried a case, uh, to right. say that because not one time has a prospective client called me up and said, "I'm really what I'm really looking for is a right. litigator uh, who has a high degree of of empathy and." Uh, and and vulnerability, even self awareness is not all that helpful. I mean, when you you like, you know, you're you, only in so far as you know your own blind I,
0: spots and and like you know your own weaknesses. I'll tell you maybe what,
1: we have a lot of rules in the law, yeah, and procedural rules, and the best lawyers are the ones who can break them without getting in too much trouble. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, that's just the game, I'm right? I'm telling you, I really think I might be in the wrong. Like, just, maybe I should have done know, that. that. That's really the game. You yeah. know the rules very well, not so that you don't break them, but so you don't break them all that badly. Right. I mean,
0: You you know how to navigate them skillfully. That's right. That's To right. the benefit of your client. It's like
1: you you push the envelope to the point of it's just, you, you want the judge to say, if you say another word, I'm holding you in contempt. If you say another word and you go, I, right? Because yeah. you have to. Absolutely, constantly battling for your client, right? So I think it's funny to think of empathy. If I'm sitting at the council t- or table with my client and, you know, we're in the midst of a hard-fought trial, you can imagine a guy just often turns to me, a client will turn to me and express vulnerability, like fear, right? you know, fatigue. And, uh, you know, and I'll say to him, I get it, man. I've been down this path a lot. I understand exactly how you feel. We're almost at the end. All you got to do is yes. stick it on through. Hang I got you. There. Hang, Hang in, in there, man. Yeah. You know, let's not lose let's not lose sight of where we're going here. We're mm-hmm. going to do this, and a guy will, you know, buck up or whatever. What if I instead of that said, "I feel the same way"? <laughs> That's right. I'm scared too. <laughs> I'm scared too. <laughs> I'd
0: be like, uh, Judge,
1: right. uh, t- time out, real quick. That's I need. Right. To, I got to hire. Now, else. you may think I'm mocking empathy right now. I am not at all. Because I think that empathetic people amongst us are serve very important purposes, and there needs to be empathy absolutely, but like imagine a dentist who could not drill a tooth because he was sharing the feeling with his patient. Right. There are times that we have things that people have to do where if they put not if they, they they cannot give in to the feelings that they have well
0: and i so I'll, I'll throw out there and ask you the question, I guess because I have an opinion on this, but it, it, do you think empathy is useful in leadership then?
1: um no. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know? That I was, was going to edge. His I was. Gonna, I was going to edge around that for yeah. a second. Um, I don't, man. Okay, tell me why. Because I. I think that to to do the difficult job of mission first, Men always, and that's the heart of leadership, right? Mm-hmm. Is getting your people to that place of advantage requires you to be compassionate. It certainly does. Okay. But if you stop and share their feelings, you cannot possibly hope to continue to lead them because it's the leader who's busting through the hard thorns. And I mean, it's Um,
0: so I'm going to make a statement real quick and I just want and and help me break it down
1: as to is. Gosh, this is the 14 people listen to this. At least half of them are going to say. Well, yeah, I don't, uh, you gotta, uh, that,
0: that's why I'm kind of, yeah, right. give
1: me a second. So <clears throat> would you say, th- I think I'm consistent. Somebody can pull it out of the Q source to see. I think I say a leader has to love his men. Oh, hundred percent. You say yeah, that a lot. has to come out of love. Yeah. I don't think I use the E word. Probably not. Probably not. Probably, Probably not. not. Sorry. But that, but so
0: I'm going to see if this, if, if, if this definition, cause I want to make sure I understand, cause I think this is a useful thing to say yeah. and maybe I think of it as empathy and maybe it's not. Okay. So if I say, so if you come to me and you say. Well, you know, maybe you just said it actually when you were talking about your client. But if you come to me and you say, uh, "Hey, I, I don't, I don't agree with this, or I don't think, I don't think this will work, or I'm, I'm, I'm super un, un I, you know, I'm super nervous. I don't want to do this. I'm, I'm, you know, really twisted up. I don't know if I can handle this. Right. right? Whatever it is. And I go to you and you say, and I say, Dred, I hear what you're saying, man. And I want you to know that to the degree that I can, I understand where you're coming from because I've felt similarly in similar situations. I was with you for the first half, and then lost you the second. Okay, hold on. Okay. Let me finish. You know, and therefore, I know that we can get through this together. I know that we can do this. It's the middle part.
1: What's the middle part? I, f- I felt the same way. You don't even think you should express that. Oh, it's true. Well, what do I mean? It's true. Might be situations where it's true. So you know, like,
0: well, I, I have, you know, guys come to me all the time, and they say things like, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, my, my. It's fine if it's true. Okay. All right, fair. Right, is that empathy though?
1: It is if you share the feeling. Okay, but you're saying, which said was, I think, is H- how you- can I be? You know, the client's afraid is, okay, you know, in my in my area of practice, he's it's often a bet your business deal. He's afraid of losing his business. He's sure. afraid of losing his livelihood. He's afraid of losing his money. How can I possibly share that feeling? Okay, how it's about this? My, this is what I tell my young lawyers: you cannot ever forget that it's not your money. Right in two directions. One, you have to be bold. It's not your money. Two, you don't get to fritter away the other man's money. Sure. When you're telling a guy to settle or whatever, you're telling the guy, or you're you know you're you're doing something that doesn't necessarily doesn't doesn't advance the ball of the case, and he's got to pay for it. It's not your money. You know. So for me to say that, and you know, I was a criminal lawyer for a brief period of time, not a very good one. I was, you know, the the joke of criminal lawyers is one of these dark lawyer humor. Is like, you know, you try a case and your guy gets convicted and. You know, uh, you know, they the, say so he's sentenced to 10 years in jail and he turns to you and says, well, what do we do now? And the joke is, well, you're going to jail and I'm going to home to <laughs> eat dinner. <laughs> right. But I'll tell you, yeah. right. right. You, you, that's, that's actually how you have to have your lawyer. Sure. I mean, you know, uh, right. A lot of these jokes, <laughs> a lot of these no, jokes, I, right. You, the guy, you, 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 you cannot represent your client's interest if you're sharing in the, in the potential no, outcome.
0: No. I don't want you emotionally involved in
1: my case you want me compassionately involved fair hope, but right? i
0: mean i mean to, to the point where it's like cuz if it's affecting you personally on an emotional level sure. in this deep way then Great you're not going to make good I'll choices give you, i, I
1: want to illustrate what you just said and, and, and double down on it yeah there's another trend amongst law schools right now that i think is really bad is that that they that people go to school to law school and they, the law school encourages them to adopt certain issue viewpoint. it's like well i want to you know i'm really about oh, the yeah, environment no. or whatever and i was like you know who the best guy to represent you Uh, in an environmental case with like an oil spill or something like that is a guy who's just spent 30 years working for Exxon. I mean, it's the guy, it's, it's a guy who really knows it and is not, is not emotionally wedded. You do not want your lawyer sharing the same degree of passion you do for the underlying cause. You want him to have a passion for your best interests. Yeah.
0: And, and for the truth for fairness, for justice, for all, you know, whatever those things might be. But ultimately I didn't hire you
1: for justice. Actually, you, I hired you right. for me. And, and this is another thing. People have a difficult thing understanding. I care deeply about justice. because I think the Lord does. Yeah. But the way that justice is achieved is not me seeking justice. It's seeking the, my best, my client's best interest. Now, uh, in the adversarial context, the other guy, my opposing counsel seeking justice for his, for his client, yeah. leads us to justice. This is the this because
0: is, it's the tension on both right. sides. This
1: is the thing I went through on Twitter the other day about political parties. You know, uh, Democrats and Republicans both do it, and they say, "Well, we're the party of unity." Oh yeah, See, unity. <laughs> unity means I know you're you're like and you, like, you can't have a party. That's like it's part here to part. Yeah. To 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 divide up. <laughs> Right, partisan, right? <laughs> you no, know, and just so somebody'd say, hey, yeah. I, you know, it's a political party of, of unity. unity is the same saying the, I am the, the fires of unity. I'm the wet of dry, Yeah. No, it's, no, they're, they're, it's, it's, it's it, nonsensical, it, it's nonsense, yeah. It's nonsense, and I, I don't, I know I'm really close to being an old man's get, know, off my get off my yeah, lawn, yeah, sure. But as I see <laughs> the language just erode around us, yeah, I feel like we're on this island of this is how we used to communicate, and it really worked, but now.
0: Yeah, we've just we've thrown right. all that out the window. Throw, all right, let me throw one more past you. Then let me ask you this one: If I say, "Dread, look, I understand how you're feeling. If I was you, I'd probably feel similarly."
1: <laughs> that's exactly what I say all the time. Is it really? Yeah, I say I get I get the way you feel. Yeah, I get it. I understand yeah. it. I don't feel it. But is that okay? All right, right. So that's sympathy, I, so I, or that's I, compassion. That's that's placing your yourself in your client's shoes to help them. Right, and to help them but understand, it's not so, feeling the so feeling. I, I tell them. a guy, I say, oh, always three choices. There's three things you can do. What do you think I should do? I can't tell you what you should do. I can tell you if I was in your shoes, how you probably feel about it. Yeah. Now that's a that is. I can tell a, you what I might do. I I I I, I sometimes will say that. Sometimes we'll say that. Yeah,
0: I, you know, and I guess in your case that could be dicey. But as right. a leader, I feel like I could that's say right.
1: that. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes I tell them a story when I was in their shoes. I did it the other day. And sure. I said, you know, I had a, a very similar situation in my own life, and and here's what I did. I'm glad I did it that way. Are you saying that you? Did I should do it that way? I said, no, I just nope. want to tell you that this is what I yeah. did. Yeah, here's all the information That's I right. can
0: possibly give you about all the different angles that I know. And
1: I don't, yeah. you know, for better or worse, I'm a freaking advice machine. You know, you stick money in or whatever, not half the time about money, cup of coffee, and you're going to get advice. Right. You know, and I'm sitting there with a young guy, and he's like struggling with his wife or something, and I say, tell me all about it. How do you feel about it? Yeah, okay, I get that. I say here, here's a similar situation yeah. in my life, right? And here's how a it, time when yeah. I had a similar. Yeah. And usually those stories are failure stories. Sure, you know well, like, those are the learning stories, right? They learn. Yeah. You know, here's particularly where you know where wives are involved. Here's 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 a time where I did not put my wife first. Yeah. And here's what happened. Here's the regrets I have yeah. about that.
0: Every once in a while, I'll tell a. Uh, Hey, here's the thing I lucked into story, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. but usually, yeah, it's right.
1: a, uh, or, you know, here's yeah. a piece of advice I got for an older guy. I ignored yeah. it, did what I want to do anyway. Here's where I ended up.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, so, but you know, that, that all that is not exactly empathy. And we had our culture right now is just like hoisted some of these concepts up as to like into the realm of pure virtue. And they're not, Oftentimes they are neutral, yeah. Right, they're not. They're nece- not necessarily virtue, virtuous or, or evil. Uh, I've, I read uh, the AP style book said that they, that you should not use the word manifesto for a racist screed by a guy who goes into a, you know, this buffalo shit. A manifesto just means a document that, that right. proclaims something. Of, yeah, of,
0: of it, belief it, It's
1: neither good nor bad. Yeah. The Communist Manifesto, for instance, was a bad thing. <laughs> <I'm>, it's terrible. is <laughs> right, a terrible thing. Yeah. It, it, it imprison, economically imprisoned millions of people and brought the deaths of countless other millions. It's a scourge upon the earth. But I'm not rolling around going, hey, let's call it the Communist Scourge of the Earth. It, it is a, a manifesto. It's a manifesto.
0: Oh, yeah, it I is mean, what
1: it, is. it is a neutral term. Yeah, It's like purity. Purity doesn't mean good or bad. It just means unadulterated by anything else. Yeah. Clean. You know, a hundred yeah. pounds of pure dog crap is pure. It's
0: pure. Yeah.
1: Right? I mean. Yeah. It, not unspotted. Right. Not, that's yeah, right. Not, not dirty. That's but, right. That's yeah. right. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's just, pure. it's pure. It's just that we lose, when we lose the quality of a word, like we went on and on about accountability forever. Sure. Three, sure. When you lose it, the power of a word because you allow it to be eroded by misunderstanding and you don't circle back and go, wait a second, it's not exactly what that means, man. Yeah. Then you have one less way to communicate. And that's why sentences and it gets go, real muddy. go on and on and on. And we got to have a million adjectives and adverbs yeah. when you, we should just be able to say the one word and it stands for what it stands for. Yeah. But not necessarily saying nails else, right?
0: No, no. That's, but that's one of the things we that guys, I think, kind of, you know, warm up to and, 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 and enjoy about F3 right. is that the, <laughs> the clarity is the clarity. That's right. You know, we're not, there's no mincing. There's no like, you know, oh, well, yeah, maybe it's this or kind of something.
1: Like are, things are just stuck with, I mean, yeah. they just are what they are G- getting back to the zebra jockey. It, is yeah. just, it just is what it is. I mean, and it, and it isn't the way, uh, maybe it's not the way it could be. Right. But that's, um, you know, I'm not going to like mangle the language like the last uh, supreme court justice to uh, that just come on the court i can't remember her name was asked what a woman was and she, the, uh, uh, she brown yeah she, brown what's her name katanjia could not could yeah, not Ketanji, answer that yeah. question well i'm not a biologist i'm not a biologist i think she said, yeah, that's what she said or science so no she said biologist right. yeah so listen if you can't do that i mean that's what you are like if you ask me what a man is i say well human yeah, being human yeah. human being with a penis baby <laughs> i mean it, i mean you can't do that like we say you know and yeah. if you got to go to a long complex thing and then like outsource the the if you're outsourcing simple questions the to deafness, other people yeah right to I mean, a biologist to a biologist like biologist jim biologist jim somewhere else come in and say well actually you know i mean if we've lost the that thread we got a problem i i mean i i think we do no I, I, yeah that was a statement right i think yeah. we do you know in, uh, at least in the state of North Carolina, most states, there's a there's two levels of assault. One is assault and simple assault. One other one is assault on a female. Yeah. And, and because we've we deemed that when females are assaulted by men, that is a higher... Somehow that's worse. Not just somehow. No, no I'm
0: saying, it, yeah. according to the law, that that is a... It a, is. A, a, I think it's worse, but I'm just saying... You know, I can that remember, that you know,
1: I have one sister. I can remember my father saying, you hitting her is like me hitting you. I said, the only problem with that math is she's two years younger than me and you're 26 years older than me right and he's like same don't care doesn't matter that's right so and and i think every man knows exactly what i'm talking about yes
0: you know it's an abusive
1: power period it's 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 so uneven
0: mhm that's what i mean
1: yeah it's so uneven that if your wife com- comes fr- becomes so frustrated with you that she slaps you across the face and you come and tell me that story i'm going to say like be be more careful yeah but if right. you tell me you got frustrated slap slapped your wife across the face... I'm going to beat the you.
0: <laughs> no, well, we're going <laughs> to no, have some...
1: There's, there's some, some strong some words, splash, right? Yeah. I think everybody in their heart knows that. That's yeah. why we have assault on a female. But one of the elements of assault on a female is A, victim is a, is a female. So I'm thinking, wow. you know, uh, you know, if you're... Th- when I was a criminal lawyer, that, that that was the most common case I tried. Like, I tried like 100 of them. Really? Yeah, because they're bench sure. no okay. trials. Okay. To a judge, no jury. It's a misdemeanor, right? You know, and and uh, defense... You know, and if, if the... Uh, if the defendant is not a man, and the victim, prosecuting witness, is not a woman, then the the crime of assault a female does not arise. I mean, it's not something you really have to spend a lot of time on, but I mean, you got to say, uh, Ms. Jones, uh, are you in fact a female? Yes, I am. I mean, yeah. Oh, would you tell me what happened on the night of July fifth, nineteen eighty nine? Well, Bob. Came in and slapped me across the face. Do you see Bob here in the courtroom? He's <laughs> right sitting at that table there. <laughs> I mean, what, what, is, what uh, are you going to do? What's woman on What woman? are you going to do? Well, I, at the end of that, I was like, I, you know, I make a motion to dismiss. Why? Because there's no biologist to testify as an expert <laughs> so or not this that, woman. that this was a woman. Yeah. We don't know if she's a woman. We don't know if Bob's a man. There's no biologist. No, there's a, I mean, I know that's just. No, it's, that, that's it is. Actually, it's, asinine, but it's, well, it's the way. But, it's the but, thing. But if, if a. If a. Supreme Court justice cannot do it without expert testimony Can not, will not. She said she couldn't.
0: I know what she said, but Okay, okay. No, fair, right. fair. no fair. Fair. Then fair, fair. Fair. Then
1: how do you expect, you know, a district court judge sitting uh, in, in criminal court in misdemeanor court in Charlotte to be able to do it? Yeah. I'm just asking. No, no. It's not right.
0: an unreasonable question, right? But th- but therein lies the meteorologist Jim problem. Exactly. Right? Exactly. How far away do we continue to delegate this responsibility? How far away? Because here's the thing, and this is what I think part of the the problem comes to is, because we are so truth adverse, because truth often hurts our baby feelings, right? So we're so adverse to hearing the hard truth and having our baby feelings hurt. Let's say that I I abdicate my responsibility and I outsource it to meteorologist Jim as to whether or not I should uh, evacuate my house. And, I, and Meteorologist Jim says, ah, uh, this one's not that bad. I think stay home. Well, F that guy. He's an idiot. Right? <laughs> All right. Now I'm going to go and I'm going to be like, well, let me flip to another weather uh, person
1: but, but until the, I hear the answer that I want. But Meteorologist, you're getting to a good point here. He always says leave. See, he always does. Fair. Okay. That, and, and, and this, this gets... <laughs> Tell me more. So this gets to that's something that's not actually in the book. I'll say, yeah. Which is... When I give legal advice, uh-huh. it, it doesn't do the client any good if I just give him a bunch of if and on the one hand and if and on the other. At some point in the time, the guy's got to make a decision, right. and i got to help him to it. And that means I have to take some responsibility for the consequences of the advice that I give him. Because if I give him advice and it turns out we have an adverse outcome and he says, you told me I should do this, I have to say, yeah, I did. But if I don't have the courage of my own convictions enough to say, "This is what I think you should do," all things being equal, and to stand by that advice, uh, come hell or high water, well, hell or high water, that that hey, you know, <laughs> you know that you know if if I tell every client you should settle, every yeah. single one, right? This guy's demanding all this money. What should I do? Settle. If I never tell a guy, well, this one, you know, let's go ahead and we'll try it, because I don't want to put I don't want to put at risk, you know. The fact that I might lose, you know, if I, if I always tell them to settle, I'm not really doing them any good. Right. The same way they with Jim. If he, if it's always, if there's no, if there's no hurricane that uh-huh. he says, you know, this is when you, you know, here's it's the category point two. Right. You gotta, you gotta tell the, you gotta give them enough information so they can assess for themselves based on their own risk tolerance, whether or not they should take action. You have to give them enough Right, and 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 you have to be able to stand by which. If you just tell everyone doom do and gloom every single time,
0: yeah. Cat one, cat, cat two, cat three it doesn't matter. Jim right. says get out.
1: I think we went through this with COVID, right? I mean, oh, we're still doing there it. There was, w- yeah, we still are. There's a there. There is a certain amount of risk for everyone. It was it varied drastically mm-hmm. by age, health, all that stuff. Weight, right? weight,
0: number of things. Basically. It, Basically, age, age and weight mean, were the two big ones.
1: Age age and weight were the two big ones. Yeah. Health is really extrapolated from weight, right? Yeah. Uh, largely. Right. Yes. Largely. So, uh, you know. Or age. It's right. It's one of those two, like, right. of those two things affecting your health. Right. So, that, yeah. giving the same exact advice to a 75-year-old obese guy mm-hmm. that you give to a 20-year-old. Right. Who works out guy who's, six, you know, four, four or five times a week right. or whatever. Yeah. The fact that we had college athletes... The fact that we weren't letting him play, sport. I mean, the the fact that we were pretending, and still are to some degree, oh, yeah. pretending that a guy <laughs> playing in the NBA has any risk whatsoever from this, right, it w- was ludicrous. And that, to me, that was a complete abandonment of the only job an expert actually has, which is to help the non-expert, the layman, understand the things he couldn't understand, so he can make his own decision. You know, it's it just and now I. I know we're walking a little away from
0: meteorologist Jim when I say that, but my doctor told me, but you're doing it for other
1: people and you're those, doing it
0: for the other people.
1: That is ethical advice, not medical advice, which is fine. I, there are, I suppose, experts in ethics. I mean, and it, all sure. professions have ethics. They apply strictly to that profession, right? right? Medical ethics are different than legal ethics. Yeah. Right. I, you know, to get a, a license to practice law, I had to pass an ethical exam, right. which is completely counterintuitive. You have to study it, basically memorize it, and none of what is in it would be the least bit recognizable to a non-lawyer.
0: Yeah, a- apples and basketballs. Right. We're not but
1: there. I don't have any ethical advice to give to a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't right. have any ethical <laughs> advice to give to a teacher. Sure. Right. I mean, I mean, not not professionally. No, You know, I have generalized ethical advice to give to people, right. which is basically going to be treat people the way you want to be treated, right? <laughs> but but, yeah. but to say, look, I want you, I'm advising you to take this vaccine, even though you're at no risk whatsoever, to protect a third party who's not in front of me. Yeah. Who may or may not. Right. Yeah. Now, if you want to say, right now, if the, if you say, if I say to my doctor, should I get this shot? He should tell me the truth. You know, you're in really good shape. You're not be. you got no other, you know, you don't need it. That's what he should say. Sure. And if I say to him, is there a risk that I'll give this to somebody else if I get it? Yeah, there's a risk. What's that risk? Here's that risk. Who Who is it in your life you're concerned about? Well, you know, I've got um, my best friend Ted. You know, he's 100 pounds overweight. Well, how often do you see him? I see him every day. You know, if you give it to Ted, it's probably going to kill him. All right, give me the shot. Right, of course. Now we know this, that would have done any darn good anyway. No, wouldn't no, have. But yeah, but you know, in, when, in the weird, yeah. when we're in the midst of this discourse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. two years ago right. or a year ago, right? Yeah, but 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 the but the resounding, ubiquitous. Advice: Everybody's like, you must do all the every as each thing came out, whether it was you can't touch a golf ball. You can't, you know, put, right, put right. thick plates of plexiglass between you yes. and everyone else. Spray your groceries spray with bleach. Spray your groceries with bleach. <laughs> <laughs> each one of these things that we've done for months until somebody was like, oh, yeah, as it turns out, that, was, yeah, that some, didn't do it. Some anything. people are
0: still doing it, but yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, to, to right down to the mask and everything. As each one of these things come out, is always like, everyone must do as all of these things. Yeah. Without. Or we're all going to die. Or all going to die. And what really happened to the cult of experts who were doing that is now nobody believes anything they say.
0: No, because it was, it's all... Wolf,
1: wolf, well, They discredited wolf, themselves.
0: Wolf, Right. Yeah. Right. They discredited yeah. themselves. Right. It's funny because I thought, you know, the more I think this is over and then I don't know, well, you, you follow him too, I think, uh, but our buddy Pate, uh, Nick Foy. Pate. <laughs> Pate. <laughs> you know, but I watch him every day on Twitter, sure. bat, you know, battling right. and saying the same thing. And I'm like... Same things. How are people... Are people still thinking this? Are they still doing this? And they are. Yeah. And they are. And But, I,
1: but maybe... So, so when I see somebody walk into poppies wearing a, their mask now because there's a couple people sure, that still do. Sure, I don't think ill of them. No. I I I you. I, I assume that they're making their own risk assessment. Um I don't know if they have lupus or something. Sure. And they should be doing that. Right. You know, I guess I don't know. And look, I, maybe they're t- maybe in cons- <clears throat> consultation with their medical professional. Entirely right? possible.
0: We went to uh You know my daughters are in uh, marching band and uh, and symphonic band and all that kind of stuff, right? And we went to a concert the other night, uh, and I see a lot of high school kids in their world that are wearing masks, and um, and I think and they're you know usually cloth or paper or whatever, you know. And so so I go to myself, look, I'm not here to tell you if that is your comfort object, even. Like right. even if that's what that is, right? Like, look, man, you be you. I'm not. I'm not mad. Do I think it's necessary? No. But am I going to come slap it off your face? <laughs> no. Uh, it, you know. I yeah. I mean, like, that's, you know. I, I I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm not going to get mad at you about it or anything like that. But I will say, I'm all observing, criticize you. Uh, well, I was going to say uh, no, exactly. I, I, no, not, not, your, not face. your face. No, no, just on a podcast later. Um, but you know, my feeling is though, I do worry a little, and I look and say, man. If the young people, if these are the young people that are looking and saying, I think I'd rather not make a decision on this or or maybe they're following the orders of their parents. I don't know. Right. But it does concern me about how we're doing things. You know, my wife and I from from uh, maybe our young our oldest was, uh, you know, maybe six, eight months old or something like that. Right. But we made a decision together and said, our job as parents is to raise smart decision makers girls that are able to assess their own risk to figure out what will and won't work for them because I will not always be here because I them. can't uh, yeah yeah I mean like right now and it's a tough conversation to have with my wife because and you've, you as you well know as you send one out the door the first one out the door it's a little it's, it's tough yeah it's tough and it seems to be tougher on mom than it is on dad a lot right. of times and mom's you know a little weepy and concerned and that kind of thing. And, and I keep saying, I know, I I know, I know. And, but this is what we train for. Yeah, that's right. You know, this, this is like, this is awesome in a way. This is right. the test. This is the thing. This is the thing to see. The only thing you, we could, you know, you we could be,
1: want them to be free.
0: Yeah, they have to be. They have to be. I get hit by a bus tomorrow.
1: I mean, I love that couplet that, that rush song. <clears throat> you can choose from phantom fears. Yes. Or, Or kindness that can kill. It's it's prophetic. It's prophetic. I will choose the path that's clear. I will choose free will. Yeah. I mean, that is the anthem of COVID. I mean, I I dare say it's the anthem of 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 humanity. I I guess. But I mean, phantom fears and kindness that can kill. Right. I mean, if if to subject your own children to make them fearful of things that don't really harm them. Yeah. And also to be kind to them in a way that leaves them incapable of defending themselves against the things that can kill. Yeah, That's, I mean, that, then, the, the and
0: helicopter parenting, that whatever
1: you want to call it, that's kindness that can kill. Right. Here we are. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, that's it's kind of what we've done. Yeah. And I just sit back and watch it just, you know, a generation of children now, or they're learn They'll never catch up. And it's, it's funny about Foy is like he called that two years ago. That's why we yeah. filed the lawsuit. Yeah, because he, you know, yeah, he saw it. He clearly. saw it. I mean, I, 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 did not actually see it. Yeah. I mean, he convinced me of it. I mean, I'm like, nah. It's like, because I believe it or not, uh, I've always thought I don't really like schools. Like I'm not a didactic learner, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, maybe I could just drive down the street. You know, if I was driving along and, you know, do law school from the backseat of the car, or you know, I, I, right. It's like, that was dumb. Yeah. It, number one, I was like using my own brain on it, you know, not like, right. Kid, well, kid to be f- fair,
0: too, we thought, oh, it's just two more weeks.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, there was like, there was that. <laughs> but I mean, it, it really harmed kids. Oh, bad. And, and a lot of kids. There's still that, kids that are, are theoretically kind of missing still. They don't know where they are. They have anymore. no idea where they went and they right. haven't
0: seen them since. They don't know where they are. That's that's a problem. That's kindness. That, that's you know.
1: Yeah, but we're well, saving you. What happened? What? What happened to those kids? Yeah, we don't know.
0: We don't know. We're well, they know. were
1: on the internet a minute ago. I mean, yeah. where are they? Uh, and the and that's a, a that that was a risk that was never assessed in an adult manner in my mind. Yeah. It was no, a, it, was it was assessed in a gooish way. If they're reactive, a, right, yeah. Which is the problem with goo. It's the problem of universal happiness is that if one person anywhere is unhappy, then you—who are you—to be happy? Right. All of you must suffer. All of us, because that is the end of every every statist regime that relies on t- tyranny. Tyranny has to, ultimately reduces everyone to the same degree of of, of unhappiness. Of total misery. Yeah. Yeah, they have to. It's the only way we can be equal. They have to, and that's what Gu does, and that's you know why. It's created an oppressor class of the of the chronically miserable, mm-hmm. and created an oppressor class of, of the joyful. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's what they've done, right? Yeah, you know, and and the I, ge- I guess the upside is all you got to do to to join the victim class is declare yourself chronically miserable. And know. <laughs> Plenty of people like, willing to do plenty so. Plenty of people willing to say, yeah. okay, man, I can empathize you know what? with I think I can that. App- makes sense. I can empathize with that. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, you. Anyway, Dark. Yes, sir? It's good to be back, man. Oh,
0: man, it feels it's like been, home.
1: Been gone for a while, but one thing that has not changed is your face. What, what about it? It's still for radio. Ah.
0: I have a blessed uh, insight to give you. Please tell me. This is a podcast. It is. It is. It is. You've been listening to the Minivan Centurion. If you liked it, share it, rate it, and review it. Then join us every week while we talk about what it's going to take to fulfill our duty as men and leaders. You were made for these times. The road will be rough, but you're up to the task. You don't fight alone. You fight alongside Centurions.